Welcome into the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeap. I'm your host, Will. This podcast will explore the experiences, challenges, and lessons learned of auto repair shop owners. We'll cover every topic imaginable from EVs to ADOS, right to repair, the technician shortage, and so much more. AutoLeap is a cloud-based shop management software that allows shop owners to better run their business, increase efficiency, and grow revenue. You can find a link to schedule a free demo with AutoLeap in the show notes of this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I'm thrilled to be joined today by Sarah Frazier, VP of Business Development and Client Services at Haas Performance Consulting. Sarah recently presented during an AutoLeap webinar on the XYZs of hiring and retaining for your auto repair shop. We'll share a link to register for the recording of that informative webinar in the show notes of this episode. Sarah, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and it's so relevant in our industry right now. So the more information we can get out there, the better. Absolutely agree there. And thank you again for joining me today. I think this is going to be a very insightful conversation for the industry. Let's dive into some of the key items you covered during that recent webinar session with AutoLeap, which again, I highly recommend registering for. Let's start with the state of modern hiring for auto repair businesses. How has hiring for shops evolved in the digital age? It has evolved so much. If you think about it, the way that we are hiring it right now, it's all online. There's no longer somebody coming in to pick up a paper application and fill it out. I mean, you might still get an occasional person walking your door, but that's just not the way it happens. You're not hearing about people looking for jobs so much by word of mouth anymore. So it's all done online, but there's a lot of benefit to that. Saves us a lot of time gives us a lot more access to candidates out there because you have employees who might not be looking for a job, but they're, they have a way to have their digital resume available. And realistically, when we're looking for these A-level master certified technicians, they're not necessarily the people that are out there searching job boards and looking for a job. Chances are they already have a job. Sometimes they are, maybe they've moved or something has happened, but this gives us access to, for them to just have their resume out, even if they haven't been active on this job site in a year or so, if you have a great opportunity for them, you can still invite them to apply and they, they might go, well, I wasn't really looking, but this looks like a great opportunity. I might want to look into this. So there's a lot of benefit in that. Um, we can do things a lot easier now with video interviews. That wasn't something we were doing previously. So now you're more able to catch somebody to schedule an interview on their lunch break instead of having to wait until schedules work. We have things like skill assessment tools that you can do online, which provide us a lot of information, can save us a lot of time from going through a bunch of interviews with somebody who doesn't have the skills and the knowledge that we need. And then also on the employee side of things, you have a company's online reputation that they can go and look at when they're considering, do I want to apply for this job, they can go online, look at your website, look at your online reviews, see what people are saying about you and make more informed decisions that way as well. Yeah, I love how you just broke down all of the seemingly limitless opportunities for shops to reach not only qualified technicians, but you know, service advisors, shop managers as well, whatever role they're trying to fill in their business. But on the flip side of that, that does present some challenges with how fast paced the digital world is, obviously how competitive it is. In your experience, what are some common challenges that shops face when they have to adapt their hiring practices to a modern workforce? I think overall, the biggest challenge I see is time. The amount of time it takes to do the hiring process really, really well from beginning to end. The amount of time it takes to 
sit down and write a great job ad and include all the information that's going to make it attractive to the employee that you're looking for. The time it takes to go through the resumes, to do the interviews, to do the second and maybe even third interview and really make sure that that person's a right fit. That's what I'm seeing as the biggest challenge is just the dedication to that time or having somebody who has that time available to avoid hiring out of desperation, which we've seen so many times before that is really just putting you back into square one. So that's one of the biggest challenges. I think as far as adapting to the modern technology, it's it's all pretty user-friendly. So I don't see a ton of challenge there, but I think it's just really making sure that you have the time and dedication to follow the process through completely. I think that's great perspective. Follow-up question there. What kind of tips do you have to overcome that overwhelming feeling of, oh my gosh, this is going to take so much time. I don't know how to necessarily get organized with this process. What would be some just initial thoughts on how, we'll, we'll dive into that more, but some initial thoughts on how to approach that as a shop owner when you're trying to wrap your head around that. To just schedule the time aside for yourself, especially when you're first starting out and you've got to write a job ad, don't rush through it. Make sure that you've got a couple hours set aside to go through it, to even talk to your current employees to gather information about what do you like about working here, including that kind of stuff. So setting the time aside to be able to do it. And then maybe you every morning you come in a half an hour early and you spend that half an hour going through resumes and sending out interview invites. You also need to be available, which I think is the hard part for the interviews. So I like to do phone interviews. First off, I like to do a preliminary phone interview, 10 to 15 minutes. So it doesn't waste so much of your time. And then after that, if it's somebody that you're like, okay, I think this is worth moving forward, then you schedule a little bit longer interview. But being able to be available, whether that's evenings, weekends, because if if you're looking for somebody who already has a job, that might be the only time they're available. So it is it is having some dedication to it and and there's no easy button on the process. Yeah, I completely agree there and it sounds like that's almost kind of like a balance of being proactive with the process but also working it around your shop's workflow and what's going to be convenient to you and kind of figuring out how that balance can uh you can best maximize that balance. And there's a lot of resources out there that you can use as well. So I do hiring for shops, I help shops find technicians and service advisors. There's a lot of other companies and people out there who do that as well. So if you just know, I don't have the time to do this really well, find someone that understands or gets the time to understand your shop and the culture of your shop and what you're looking for so that they can help you fit that need. And there are other considerations, which I want to get into now in terms of hiring for your auto repair shop. And one of those is the unique work expectations of the different generations. So specifically in the Auto Leap webinar, you discussed generations X, Y, and Z. Can you tell us a little bit more about the job seeking qualities of each of these generations? Yeah, of course. And something to think about too is when you're interviewing somebody, we don't know their age. We don't know we're talking to Gen X, Y, or Z. Now you might have a good assumption or they might tell you, but we're not going to know right off the bat. And so a lot of what I'm going to talk about generationally, I don't want anyone to go, okay, I need to write a job ad specifically targeting to Gen Z or Gen Y. But there are things that each of these generations are looking for that you can incorporate in your process, in your job ad that would still reach all three. So when we're talking about Gen X, they're the eldest of those three generations. So at this point, they're looking for stability. They're looking for, you know, job security, a company that they know has been around for a while is going to be around for a while. They're looking for growth opportunities and work-life balance is something that's really important to that generation. 
when we talk about Generation Y, which is also the millennial, they're more interested in doing something that matters, having meaningful work, knowing that what they do is making an impact. They're looking for flexibility, and they also are very interested in career development. When we look at Gen Z, who's the youngest of these three, technology is on the forefront of things that they're interested in, shops that are utilizing tools like DVI. They're looking for shops that have diversity and inclusion, and they're very interested in continuing education. That's a great breakdown of each of those generations and kind of applying that forward from a shop owner's perspective, how can they revolve their hiring processes in 2024 around these differences in, in generations? I know you mentioned, you know, not just writing a job description based on one generation, but what are some kind of step-by-step -step insights on how they can kind of apply this forward with their hiring process to accommodate for, you know, those unique job preferences that you just detailed? The first thing would be to just be authentic and transparent when you're putting your information out there. Just like you don't want to hire somebody who's going to come in and tell you, I can do this and that, and I've got all this knowledge and all this skill, and you hire them only to find out they can't do anything they just told you. You don't want to bring on an employee and offer them the world and have this amazing job ad that says, we do all these things, and then they come to work for you, and that's not true. So whatever information we're putting out there needs to be true to our culture and our business and the things that we're actually doing. Authenticity and transparency is going to be a really big part of that being able to incorporate those things that they're looking for into your job ads, into your online presence, your social media is a great place to show things about your culture so that, you know, when they are like very interested in a company, they're probably going to go check out the social media. They're going to check out a lot of that stuff and, and see what they think about it. That's something I always ask on interviews is, you know, are you familiar with this company? And they're like, well, I wasn't until I saw the job ad. And then I looked you up and I did some research and it looks like a good place to work. Very rarely. And if I do, it tends to be the older generation side. Will they say, no, I don't know anything about the company. Most, most people in this XYZ will do some type of research before coming into an interview. So just being able to make sure that you have the pieces that fit your company that are the things that they're looking for visible so that they can find that information. I love what you said about kind of being true to your shop's principles and values and making sure that that's accurately portrayed in the job descriptions. And I also think it's so important to go, you know, layers beyond just doing a templated approach for how you're putting out positions into the marketplace and really capturing all of those details that we're covering, I think is super important and valuable. And you're going to attract the right candidates for your business. Absolutely. And the thing is, there are certain things that you really don't even want to say anymore. Like we treat our employees like family. You might, but it doesn't hold a lot of weight because so many jobs are saying that. And, and the people who are looking for a job are going, uh, yeah, that's what my last job said. And they did not treat me like family unless they really don't like their family. <laughs> but um, it, it's just something that you've got to find exact examples of things that you do in your business that show your culture that aren't just these throwaway statements, especially when you're looking at Gen Z, they can read through you know, they, they will find the truth. They'll, they can smell a line from a, a million miles away. So being able to include exact examples of, we have a catered in lunch once a month for our employees. We do an employee appreciation day once a quarter, whatever those things are, or even include an example of maybe an issue that arose and how your staff work together as a team to solve it, or how you listen to ideas from your staff and you're open to change and it, you're open to adapting and hearing different ideas and different ways to do things, but it's 
finding a, a way to pull those actual examples out of your business and include that versus just kind of a blanket statement that's, we love our employees. You know, it, you got to find something real and authentic that speaks to that. What kind of advice would you have on that theme of detailing your company culture and figuring out how to kind of portray that and messaging? Yeah, you just want to, you need to know what your culture is, first of all. So if you're not sure, you need to sit down and observe what's going on in your shop, how people are interacting with each other, and then ask your employees, what, why do you like coming to work here? What's your favorite thing about working here? Why did you choose this job over somewhere else? There's this trend that's happening right now that my husband's company actually just did where they did what they call a staying interview. And they interviewed everyone on the staff of his company. And it wasn't about a performance review. It wasn't about a raise, nothing like that. It was all about how you feel about the company. Do you have the tools you need to do the job that you're supposed to do? Are you being given the education and training to do your job? If you were to leave for a different job, why would you want to leave? So you learn a lot by doing something like that. And a lot of times employees aren't going to come forward and tell you that. But they might have this, well, since you asked, I wasn't going to say anything, but since you asked, let me tell you. And sometimes it's something you can't solve. Like in my husband's case, the only thing he said he would leave for is location. He has a bit of a commute. But then maybe you could look at doing something to provide a commuter benefit or a way to personalize something to them that makes sense. So that's a great way to find out your culture, get those exact examples. And having... An idea of what your culture is is so important because that's going to help you attract the right candidates. It's going to also set expectations for those people, which when you have realistic expectations for them and for you, that is definitely going to help reduce turnover in the long run. So setting those realistic expectations of what this position entails, what your day-to-day -day is going to look like, what the environment here is like, what the equipment and tools and technology we use is, and having all of that information accessible they need to have enough information to make an informed decision. Just like we need to have enough information from them to make an informed decision on if we want to hire them, it goes both ways. Yeah. And I love what you said about that exercise that your husband's company did. And I think that really can help maybe challenge their own perceptions of what the company culture is. I think we all can have our own very unique perception, obviously, of how things are going, you know, from, you know, both a positive and negative standpoint. So getting that complete picture, especially before you approach the hiring process, I think is extremely important here. For sure. And you might not even realize that you have an employee who is really rubbing all your other employees the wrong way. And you could be losing some great talent because of one person that you didn't even know that was happening. We had a shop that we were trying to hire for, and we just couldn't even get people to apply. Come to find out there was a technician working there that had a bit of a reputation in the area. And so learning that and learning about the situation, what was happening, helped us move forward in that process. But if you don't ask or you don't observe or you're not involved, it's, it's really hard to know what that culture is. We'll be back next week with part two of our conversation with Sarah on auto repair, hiring and retention strategies.